Welcome to Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. Hi, I'm Reverend Jeannie Kataoka. And I'm Al Yankee. Join with us for a deep dive into the inspiration and meaning behind the music of New Thought, as important New Thought artists share the story of their creative process and their spiritual journey. Real Conversations is a rare opportunity to take a look behind the curtain to discover the connections between the stories, the music, the artists, and you. So let's dive right in to Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. All right. This is the uh, latest edition of Real Conversations. I'm joined here. I'm Al Yankee, and I'm joined here today with my co-host, Jeannie Kataoka. Say hi, Jeannie. Hello. Hi, Jeannie. <laughs> and we're joined uh, uh, all the way from Calgary uh, with today's guest, Amy Bishop. How you doing? Doing great. Thank you, Amy. Uh, so uh, Amy's uh, quite the performer and you're going to get to know her better. But so uh, that you if any of you don't know who she is, uh, Jeannie's going to uh, uh, tell us a little bit of background information on Amy. Yeah, just a little. There's not a lot out there. <laughs> so. Amy Bishop's voice is a combination of smooth pavement and rough gravel, with the ability to charm listeners with her sweet tones, yet stun audiences with the ability to hit any high note. Hailing from Calgary, Amy began her music career around campfires at block parties and in church choirs. Knowing a career in music is no guarantee, Amy decided to practice other trades but her passion for music prevailed, leading her to collaborations with Moby and opening for April Wine, Farmer's Daughter, and Chris Cummings. Amy has an instinctive ability to craft stories into song and deliver them with sincerity and passion, all qualities that make her an undeniable Canadian talent. Amy wowed Canada with her appearance on CTV's The, the Launch All, in 2018. This opened up industry doors as she was quickly signed by both a booking agency and management company. In March 2019, Amy performed at the prestigious Canadian Screen Awards in Toronto. Her latest album, Perfect and Broken, was released this year. Hello and welcome to Real Conversations, Amy. Hi, thank you for having me. I really appreciate, uh, really appreciate it. No, oh, you're very welcome. And uh, the, the first song I'm I would like you to talk about is um, better get to living so I think we're gonna better get to listening so let's okay. hear better get to living uh, by by Amy Bishop well I didn't write the song it's written by Dolly Parton but uh, I did sing it okay well let's hear it Don't forget to throw in a little forgiving and loving all the way. 
Um, one of the, the things I like, I know, you know, I understand now that you didn't write it, but the, the line, not the Dalai Lama, um, and that the idea of living, giving and forgiving. So what was your take on, on all of that? And why did you decide to do it? The first time I heard that song, I, I thought, wow, you know, it fits so into my belief system. This idea that, you know, don't sweat the small stuff, keep your chin up. And if it gets too rough, take time to meditate, you know? Um, I love those ideas of, you know, we can look at somebody else and say, oh, how do they do it? They just make life look so easy. But we can do that ourselves by choosing to live our lives rather than uh, sit by and watch them pass. So, Amy, you're, uh, you've been at the CSL in Calgary for quite some time. How long yeah. has that been? 30 years. Wow. wow, that's longer than I, than I expected. Because you're only 33, right? Oh, you're so nice to me. I just celebrated my 49th birthday last month. Okay, so you have and been at it most of your life. Yeah, I, I was. I started when I was 19 at the Calgary Center for Spiritual Living. Um, I was brought up in the Catholic Church. My father was uh, the church choir director, so. Um, you know, we were voluntold. We sang every Sunday, and and that's just sort of I was always in a church, and so. Um, once I uh, came out um, of the closet, I was sort of not really welcome in my church anymore. And I just thought, well, screw you. I'm not going to go to any <laughs> church. <Yeah. laughs> and so I was at this uh, 
cabaret night and there's this fellow playing the piano. And I thought, well, I'm going to go and sing with him, you know, see if he knows any songs I know and he can play the piano and I'll sing. And, and we did, and we had a good time. And he said, you know, you should come and sing at my church. And I was like, oh, no, thanks. I've had my fill of church in this lifetime. And uh, somehow he got my name and phone number from somebody else. And he called me a couple weeks later, you know, I was this fellow played the piano. I would love for you to come and sing at my church. And, and I said, no, thank you. And he was very consistent and very persistent. And finally he called one day and said, Amy, you need to come and sing at my church. It's not like any other church. You, you, you won't, it's not like the Catholic church. And I said, no, thank you. And he said, we'll pay you $50 a week. And I thought, well, that's a lot of cigarettes and alcohol. So yeah, I'll do that back in 1992. <laughs> I'll do that for sure. And so um, I started singing there and it was very different experience for me. Um, and for the first couple of years I was doing it for the money. I wasn't really paying attention. And then slowly the messages started to trickle in and I started to understand um, how I fit in the universe a little bit. But I'm, you know, it's taken many years for me to, to sort of wrap my brain around the whole, the whole thing. So. When did you first start writing songs to fit the messages or to fit the teachings? I would say the first song that I wrote to fit the teachings would have been in around 2000, maybe 2001. I wrote a song called Live My Dreams. And it's basically the, the catch line it is, I can let my dreams live in me or I can live my dreams. And so that was the first song that I wrote um, to fit into the philosophy. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, um, I've chosen a song from your uh, 2014 album, Am I Amazing? Uh, it's not amazing. Please well, say it for me. Amazing. It's just spelled A-M-Y instead I-N-G. Uh, you know, I've been practicing that all day. And every time <laughs> I, every t- yeah. Yeah, amazing, amazing. I just say amazing, and amazing, I, I, yeah, amazing yeah. misspelled. <laughs> Didn't catch the typo. Well, it's uh, um, I'm not. I don't want to say anything about it till after we've heard it. So let's let's play it first. It's called "I Am, I Am" mm. from Amy Bishop. I am, I am. i 
That song is so interesting. I mean, the the it's it's undeniably new thought in the lyrics, 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, uh, but the musical setting is, is so surprising. I, I, I want to describe it as sort of kind of tribal, maybe even a little dystopian, mm-hmm. which, uh, and that kind of um, the, the heavy drum and bass sound, the distorted guitar, that kind of odd mechanical sound that's going on in there. And you, then you've got these wonderful kind of unifying light lyrics and your voice is so light in there. Thank you. So, it, you know, it, it's such a, um, I think artistically, it's an incredibly uh, um, interesting and brave choice. How did, how did that all come together? Well, I was actually, I think I was taking foundations when I wrote that song. And so um, it was our final project. And I thought, well, I'll write a song. And so I wrote the song and it was really, people loved it. And I, I love it when, when I love that song. It's uh, because to me, it describes exactly what spirit is, you know? Um, and then when we were in the studio, it was like, how are we going to, how are we going to deliver this song that, so that it's not, I wanted it to sound ethereal, but not, not twinkly. Okay. Like I gotcha. I wanted to have this energy that maybe you couldn't absolutely explain, which, which is like spirit itself. It's this beautiful energy and you can explain it and very concisely in it and, and have it understood, but there's so much that that is left to the imagination and that's left to ourselves to sort of interpret. Um, and it was fun. We, um, we had a lot of fun recording that song. I brought some chains in and that heartbeat sound is backed by the sound of chains dropping on cardboard. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it was a really exciting uh, song to record because it was left open because the song itself doesn't really fit into a pop song or a country song or, you know, it's, it really has this otherworldly feel to it. So when you, um, do you perform it live? I do. And, and do you try to recreate that or do you just do it in, in another way? I just do it um, in another way. The uh, heartbeat is always there. If I'm performing by, by myself, I tap my guitar. If I have a band with me, um, I don't ever generally try and replicate what hap- like what ha- what's happening on the CD, except for at a CD launch. Because I, I, many of my shows I do on my own. Sure. And, uh, you know, it, we just sort of, when whoever I'm playing with music wise, I like to let my bandmates sort of put their own self into the music as well, so that it becomes um, almost a team thing. And so if I'm with my band or I'm with, you know, these two people or any number of combinations of people, the songs will always have a little different flavor because everybody gets to put a piece of themselves in it. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Thank you. Well, the next song I chose is More Than One Road. And I, I just thought this, and, and actually you say it, um, there are as many paths to God as there are people on this earth. And, but even just the title of it and, and just hearing the, the beginning part, I, it just is so new thought, or at least, um, at least centers for spiritual living because we always say we, we honor all paths to God. Absolutely. So, yeah, so uh, um, let's let's listen to it and then we can talk about it. 
So this is More Than One Road by Amy Bishop. There's more than one road To every destination There's more than one path To any place you go In the clearest way for me Might be the wrong road for you Different paths But you get to choose Cause there's more than one There's more than one road to get you where you're going. We are all unique expressions of the ever-present spirit. All that we are And in every voice we hear it There is only one life But how you live, that's your decision Be carried along Or you can choose to have a vision Cause there's more than There's more than one road to get you where you're going. And it isn't how you get there that's the measure of your worth. Cause there are as many paths to God as there are people on this earth. There's more than one road More than one road There's more than one road To get you where you're going There's more than one How did you come up with that one? 
Dr. Pat Campbell, who is the senior minister at the church here in Calgary, she used to be in Temecula before coming mm -hmm. to Calgary. Um, she says almost every service, there are as many paths to God as there are people on this earth. If there are 7 billion people on the earth, there are seven different, 7 billion different ways to reach wherever the end of your path is. And so um, I was inspired by that. I just love the idea of, you know, we can all have our own belief systems. And at the end of the day, we're all on the same journey. Mm -hmm. We all just take our own pathway to get there. And so, um, yeah. And then, and then one of the lines of the song is the clearest way for me might be the wrong way for you. Yep. Mm -hmm. Different paths you get to choose. Right, and I right. love that because that's what this philosophy to me is all about. We get to choose what path we're going to take down. We get to choose who we're going to be through any situation. And life is uh, life is a series of choices. And sometimes the outcome might look different than what you were expecting, but you got to take the path and you can make a choice. If something seems unsavory to you, you can choose who you want to be through that moment and create something greater than maybe what you believe you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that idea that you get to take your path. I get to take my path. We all get a choice. Yeah. Yeah. There's and that's nothing, another thing we hear quite often is we're yeah. always at choice. So, yeah. There's nothing yeah. predestined written in stone for me. I get, I get to have my autonomy in my life. So I get mm -hmm. to choose. Mm -hmm. and, and just as a side note, um, Al and I are about 30, 40 miles North of Temecula. So okay. we're quite familiar with Temecula. Well, I'm going to ask you just one. They might, we might even edit this out. I don't know. But you, you mentioned that Temecula-Calgary connection. Uh, you were at Calgary when Reverend Tony Hagee was there? I was. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's living in Palm Springs now. Oh, is he? Yeah, Wonderful. just a little. Yeah, we see him on occasion. Yeah. He still comes out. He's, you know, he's, he's not a young man anymore, but he still comes out and, and speaks, uh, yeah. you know, when requested. Yeah, when I first started at CSL in Calgary, it was the, it was actually called the Calgary Center for Positive Living. Um, Dr. Carol Carnes was our minister, and then Tony came in, and then after Tony, Carol came back again, and then we went and uh, then Dr. Pat came in. Nice, nice. Yeah. Something else I, I, I noticed in going in listening to you, sort of your going through your catalog. In, mm -hmm. you know, so to make a few choices for what to play today is that um, it, it does seem as though a lot of what you write and a lot of what you do um, is is uh, is not new thought. Yeah. You know, uh, and what you put on the album. So your albums are, are sort of albums that are new thought influenced and maybe have some new thought things in them. But there's also other material in there. Yeah, I think each one of my records has new thought material in it because that's part of who I am. But in general, I write what I'm feeling in the moment and I try to have an honest conversation with myself when I'm writing. And so it's not always bright. You know, there are times for myself where I find myself going down a rabbit hole here or there and, and I forget who I am. Mm. And I write about those experiences as well because I think everybody... I don't want to speak for everybody, but I, most people in my life have those moments where you know what the truth is and you know where you're experiencing is not the truth, but it doesn't make it less real. And so, and we have to find our way out of, you know, out of that darkness. Well, and, and you are a practitioner. 
I am. Do you uh, do you use what you maybe discover in these self-revelatory exercises, uh, you know, in being a practitioner and maybe uh, praying with people or helping them through their own rough times? I do. I do. And it's wonderful because normally when I, when I do um, a spiritual mind treatment with somebody, it always reflects on what I'm experiencing in my life. And so, you know, I end up healing myself in that moment. Right. And, uh, and so it's a wonderful thing to have, but I have to admit there are days, there are not days, but there are times where I go through these low pieces and I forget all those tools and I have to be reminded somehow that there's a paradise here or that Mm -hmm. I can choose to see life in with the eyes that know the truth. But there are times where I end up on that low for a while. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know why I'm talking about that on here, but that's, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we do that to people. That's your humanity. (laughs) But it's, but it's, it's a good thing. I, I, I think it's okay. You know, somebody who's a practitioner can still have a low time and somebody who is, is, uh, maybe uneducated in new thought can still use these philosophies without even knowing that they are. And so I feel blessed that I've been in this teaching for 30 years. I feel blessed that I've been a practitioner for the last seven. And, um, you know, I just, as I said, it, there are times where you, where the best thing I can say is where I forget, where I forget who I am and, and, the power that I that I hold doesn't mean that that it's not working it's working exactly as it should you know when you when uh, I read a book by Augustine Burroughs it's called this is how and I don't know what his belief systems are or anything but he did say something that just inspires me which is focus is sunlight and water so what you focus on you grow and there are days when I forget that Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, most days I, I remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, cause I'm, I'm a practitioner as well, have been for 11 years. And I think going through prac studies, you kind of think you'll, you at the end, when you, you know, you take your written test, you sit through your panels that you'll turn a corner never to go back the other way, but no, that's not how it works. But, but I think it's not, it's not supposed to work that way because that would put us in a different place than the people who come to us for spiritual mind treatment. So it's, you know, that we can relate to forgetting. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's like when you, well, I don't know if you guys ever go on diets, but for me, when I start, (laughs) I think this is my way of life. I'll always do this now. And then when I fall off that diet, it's like, Oh, you know, like, and so, but it's true when you, when you pass your panels, you think, Ooh, I'm just that much better now than I was before. And of course you are, you, everything you learn helps you to grow, but to, it, it, I, I like the way you put it, that if you never experience the lows, if you never fall or forget, then how can you be empathetic or compassionate to those people who come for you? To you exactly. You know, to know exactly. Yeah. It, it would be much easier to go. I, I, you know, I'm all that in a bag of chips and, you know, mm-hmm. And, and to not to not be able to empathize because like I don't experience that anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That All means- right. Let's just get let's get back to some music after all yeah. the deep thought. <laughs> no more deep thoughts. Don't worry about it, Al. Oh, okay. <laughs> um that's easy for me. Uh 
ditto. <laughs> so the next the next tune that I chose uh, came out as a single in 2018. Mm. And I think it fits beautifully in with what we've just been talking about. And the title is Love. So let's get a little love from Amy Bishop. Now, for anybody who was listening, that was not the recorded version that you did on your album. That was the performance from Mile High Church. Oh, okay. You know, I listen. I listened to both, and they're both great. 
but the energy uh, of the mile high church performance was, uh, I have to say superior to the energy of the rec album recording or the well, thank recording. you. Appreciate it. Yeah. And the fact that you could do a, a, a live thing like that and, uh, you know, I assume you probably flew in for the day or something. Uh, that was um, during the uh, conference for um, CSL uh, in February of 2020, I think. So right before the lockdown, mm -hmm. right before the lockdown, um, I was in Denver. And that so I flew in um, the Sunday before the conference began and I and I sang that Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So what a what a great band they gave you. Oh yeah, no, the, the the band at at Mile High is is a, a step above. They're wonderful. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that obvious uh, on, on that recording. Um, you know, lyrically, um, it does have a lot. The song has a lot in common with my previous choice. I am, I am. Yeah. Um, they're kind of both talking both about the same thing in 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 different ways. Uh, uh, but, but kind of using a technique, which I just dearly love and which you do masterfully, which oh, is, is that, that kind of, that kind of grocery list. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know, <laughs> litany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's this, it's this, it's this, it's this, it's, you know, it's, and then it's all in its love and it's, I am, oh. and it's, you know, it's, it's the universe. It's, you know, whatever you want to say, um, bringing together all those, all those disparate elements into some kind of unified thing. Right. So. Yeah, not a story song for sure. It's exactly, a, it's a list for sure. <laughs> I, uh, it's that's funny because it took me so long to actually memorize the words to that song, <laughs> and that makes sense that it's a grocery list because I always, always forget what I'm supposed to get at the store. So it's good. <laughs> You're not alone in that. Uh, hmm. uh, and, and what just one of. The, the part of the list that I, I, that just really caught my ear was butterfly wings. And to think that love is butterfly wings. And I went, I like that. I like that. Oh, a lot. thank you. That, I you know, cause that. everything is love. Love is everything, but you know, I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That would be true. Yeah. Well, you know, when I was writing that, I just thought, what are things that amaze me and butterflies wings are, they're beautiful. They're delicate, you know? And, uh, but then it's also power, mm -hmm. you know, like there's so many, there's so many facets of love, the agape love, you mm -hmm. know, when I wrote that, I was actually um, on Quadra Island at a retreat, a circle of love retreat with, um, with Gary Lynn Floyd and uh, mm -hmm. Lisa Ferraro and Erica Luckett. And it was, they, they just said, you know, if you happen to write a song this weekend, let us know, we'll, we'll let, you can play it. So that night I went back to my room at the lodge and I, well, I'm going to write a song then. And I just started writing that. And I was, it was wonderful because I was surrounded by trees and eagles and ocean. And it was, uh, it was a great experience writing that one. Mm. Sounds like it. Uh, well, the next song I picked uh, is, is a di the different, the other genre, one of the other genres that you do, the storytelling. Oh. And that is um, inside a box. Mm. Uh, this, it, you know, the round, round peg, square holes. Um, I, we were talking about mentioned diets. I, I can relate, but the idea of thinner thighs and higher cheekbones. Um, yeah. And I think they're feelings that we all have and perhaps, uh, perhaps some of us more than others, but mm -hmm. let's listen to inside a box by Amy Bishop. And uh, then we'll talk about it.
I always wish that I was cooler That I didn't somber to the beat of my own Like the girls I worshipped back when I was a high schooler A thinner-thighed, higher-cheekboned work of art Constantly worrying what people thought about me And somehow scared that they don't think of me at all Happy to hover on the outskirts or a boundary Just let me hang around, I promise to stay small But I don't fit inside a box I'll never fit inside a box Round peg, square hole I'm not your average Barbie doll I don't fit inside a box Not one size fits all Be bolder, brighter, better Cause life is so much easier on the other side But if I could write the 13-year-old me a letter I'd say to love yourself before the best of you has died Maybe I could open up and show you all my devils Let you really see what lives under this skin But I'm horrified on way too many levels Just to even think of letting someone in Cause I don't fit inside story song. Thank you very much. How did you come to write that? Um, I always wanted to be cool. I, <laughs> which it says in the lyric. <laughs> and I never felt cool. I had friends. I was not disliked. I just always kind of felt like if, if somewhere near that center was where the cool people were, I was always on the outside looking in welcome to come in but i'd still be on the out on the outskirts mm -hmm. and um that's not how people saw me by the way I, i've met people in my who were in my life as when i was a child who saw me very differently than i saw myself mm -hmm. but I, I always wanted to fit in but i didn't i didn't know how because you know i didn't look like everybody else i had a way different energy than everybody else um i rode a unicycle to school like 
that was me. And look back now and think, I want to know that kid who rides the unicycle. (laughs) But when I was that kid, I, and I thought that back then, who wouldn't want to know me? I ride a unicycle, but it wasn't cool. And I, I, you know, I just sort of never fit in. And so I thought, I'm gonna write a song about that because I know that's probably universal. Mm -hmm. And I think almost every person who I've talked to relates to the song, even people who I would consider to be in the middle of that, to be the nucleus of the social group, they feel they don't fit in. And so, and I found that very surprising, but uh, yeah, the, the song is really very much about me. Mm. And when I wrote it, it was about, okay, I don't fit in. How does that feel? And I have to accept that I don't fit in. And that's been a big part of my journey in my life is I don't feel like I fit in and I need to accept myself how I am and love myself as I am, which is where the, the, uh, you know, I'm not your average Barbie doll, not (laughs) one size fits all. Right. And so, um, I started writing that song and I had a lot of tears when I was writing that song Mm. because there's so much truth. There's so much little sad, scared Amy being uh, in that song. Mm -hmm. And so, but, but as I was writing it, you know, I, I like to think of, okay, I'm looking at this tapestry. Each little stitch is important. And that tapestry wouldn't be complete without that stitch that I am. So if I change my shape or that puzzle piece that I am, if I change my shape, I don't fit. I have to be mm. who I am. Mm. Metaphorically change my shape. You know, I have to be who I am. The, my energy is, is important to the completion of this universe as mm-hmm. is everybody else's. But it's such a wonderful thing. Like when I say the world isn't, com- the universe isn't complete without me. Some people might hear that as egotistical. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But uh, sure. no. But the way I see it is that gives me the significant importance, Mm -hmm. but I also see that importance in you. So whoever you are and genuinely are, the universe isn't complete without you. We each, we each hold this amazing responsibility to be the perfect who we are. Yes. And the universe isn't complete without that. Mm -hmm. And I love that idea because there's different ways of looking at it. Well, the universe isn't complete without me, so la la la. But it's also, I have a responsibility to share my light mm-hmm. in this universe as best I can mm-hmm. to contribute to the whole, because that whole is not complete without me. Mm-hmm. Yes. The one, the one, uh, the one line you 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 said it again. The one line that that uh, kind of took my breath away was the "not one size fits all." Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, it just, if that was so evocative for me, I mean, it was, it, it kind of slips by very quickly in the song, but I just ha- immediately had the picture of someone holding some garment that did not fit them. Yeah. that was marked one size fits all, Yeah, you know, which is so exclusive, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, I mean, but it's okay because we don't, we're not all the same. It is exclusive. I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a plus size lady, and I I get anxiety when it's time to go shopping at any store that I'm not familiar with, because I I don't want to feel embarrassed. I don't want to feel mm-hmm. less, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I have tools right to to get my my way see my way through that life in that way. But um, that line is also powerful line. 
you know what? I don't fit inside a box. Not one size fits all. We all have our own shape. We all fit in the grand scheme of things. If I, we're, I, I'm not, I can't conform to what you are. So not one size, you know, like that's a line that can be seen in, mm-hmm. sure. in from, from multiple directions. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think, I think the line that broke my heart the longest in that one is in the second verse where I said, um, I'm horrified on way too many levels just to even think of letting someone know. Yes, 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 yes. That one, it, that really struck me as well. Yeah, just yeah. horrified on so many levels. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, um, it's so easy to go through life with a facade. I can keep my wall up and you don't, you don't get to see what's inside there. You only get to see the shiny outside that I keep polished for you. Mm-hmm. And the idea that underneath that facade, even the skinny, cool girl in the nucleus of the social group has her wall up. Mm-hmm. And we, we don't want people to peek through the curtain and mm-hmm. see what the truth of us is. But that's only because we don't understand that the truth of us is really what's the beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I watch, my, I watch my children when they were little. I have videos of them and I watch how they just express. They have no conscious thought of, maybe I shouldn't do this because somebody's watching me. They're mm-hmm. just being. I work in um, at uh, adult day programs for people with special needs. And so many of these wonderful souls have no care or desire to please you. They are just who they are. And it's spectacular mm-hmm. to be with them because it reminds me that I don't need to build a structure in order for my beauty to be seen. I think uh, the next the next song choice flows perfectly from this conversation. Perfect and Broken mm. from this year's album, Perfect and Broken. It's yeah. the title track. So let's just let it play. Without somebody's arms to call home I need someone to make me feel valued Yet it feels like I'm never enough I wander the world half empty Hoping someone will just fill my cup Oh, I'm perfect and sand within the
That is so powerful all the mm-hmm. way through. Yes. The, the, the whole song is, is, is uh, it's just like the title. Uh, uh, it's contrasting. You know, you've got the hopeful and the hopeless and the laughter and the weeping. And then when you finally get to the title, when you say I'm perfect and broken, you don't offer a way out or any kind of solution. You hum. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of perfect. You know, you let that, that complicated emotional place that you're portraying there just be. Yeah. Um, it's really nicely done. Congratulations. Thank you very much. That was a, that was a therapy session writing that song. <laughs> My wonderful friend, Lisa Jacobs uh, came over. We were, we just decided we were going to try and write some stuff and she said, well, what do you have going on? And generally I, I have all these little seedlings that run through my mind and uh, whether they'll ever grow into a, tr- a, a song, I don't know, but this, this one seedling just was not letting me be. And it was, I'm bad at being in love and I'm bad at being alone. And I wanted to write this because it was just like, it felt like a pressure cooker. I needed to write this song. And I said, but I'm having a really rough time justifying writing it because I was in a relationship at the time that was not serving me. And I didn't want to hurt her feelings by writing a song like this that said, I, uh, that was just so revealing about how unhappy I, I was feeling in the moment. And 
Lisa said, then just write the song like you're never going to perform it. Just write the song to write it. Okay, that'll be good. Therapy, it's great. And we sat and cried and wrote for quite a while. Um, and uh, this is the song that was birthed from that, that mm. time together. And it was, it was heartbreaking. And it's the first song I think I've ever recorded with a curse word in it. And I remember singing it for my mom the first time. And she's like, oh, my God, Amy, I love it. Don't change anything. You keep the F word in it. <laughs> and uh, when I perform it live, uh, if, if I'm not, at a, if there's children or if it's in a, in a sanctuary somewhere, I do change the word to messed up rather than the F word. Are you are you bleeping it out? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but because to me it's truthful, and that's one thing I've been trying to do on this last record. I wrote all I wrote or co-wrote all the songs except for um, five minutes, which was written by Gretchen Peters, and this song is the most truthful song. Or this CD is the most truthful songwriting I've ever done because it was like okay this is what i want to say now how can i go deeper and perfect and broken is a perfect example of that because it's it uh it ripped me apart to write it and i mm -hmm. it took a long time to be able to perform it without tears <laughs> but you know the idea i love the there's the art of the the japanese bowl i think it's kintsuki the kintsuki bowls mm -hmm. and um where they have a piece of pottery, a bowl or a plate, and when it breaks, rather than sweeping it into the bin, they repair it with liquid silver or liquid gold. Mm -hmm. And then this thing that was once perfect is now mended and more valuable than mm -hmm. it was when it was in its original perfect state. And I thought, well, that's like us. Mm -hmm. That's like mm -hmm. us. We're born and we're perfect. Right. Every right. little thing is perfect. And we break and we crack and we have these moments. And as we heal, we become even more valuable than we were mm -hmm. before those moments of those moments of grief and and uh, and cracking happened. Mm -hmm. we, we take the time to love ourselves back into a perfection. Mm -hmm. And as far as um, the new thought philosophy is, the truth of us is that we are all perfect. And Sometimes what we experience is our human side, which is, which can be broken and, and we overthink things. And so I love that idea of pairing them together. We're perfect. Mm -hmm. Although maybe what we're experiencing is not perfection. Mm -hmm. We see it through our human eyes. Well, I think we can circle back for a minute to the, the talk about being practitioners. And I think that, that all that does is make us better practitioners. Again, because we've fallen and we, we get up and we remember. Um, and, and then I also wanted to say I was at the um, affiliated New Thought Network um, last month at their, at their conference. And one of the talks was on how we get cracked, but the cracks are where God gets in. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, that struck me. And, and then when I'm like, yeah, yeah. See, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm supposed to get this. I'm supposed to get this because now it's an Amy song too. And that's why the cover of the record is actually one of those Japanese bowls. I'm holding mm -hmm. it in. My, I'm pouring, um, I'm pouring some liquid into this Japanese bowl 
and it's kind of overflowing on the right. cover of the record. And actually my co-writer for that song, Lisa Jacobs, and I conceived of that of that cover together. I'm like, this is what I want to see. And so she, we, we made a big thing on my deck with a black, a, my black jacket on a chair. So we'd have a black background and just played <laughs> around with the camera for quite a while to get that shot. And so it was kind of cool because the song we wrote together, the CD is named after that song and the CD cover is the two of us yeah. putting that shot together. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, the next song we're going to listen to, I think you may have done at, um, like the CSL virtual conference or something. And it struck me then and it oh. struck me now. And uh, the, the title is Love, Trust and Pixie Dust. So let's listen to that and then we'll come back and talk about it. Lies lying on Capitol Hill, big farmer flogging more pills. More numbers showing up on my bills Some suit on the TV, tell me how to feel Cut you off on the highway Chase them down with a road rage Get your camera red today Then put them on blast on your Facebook page Is this the world we're living in? Cause it sure don't feel like living Double zero is a size now. Everybody got something to sell. Even Big Brother sending ads to my email. Buy a bottle in the hot sun. Throw it out as soon as you're done. When the hell we gonna wake up? We got a plastic Texas floating in the ocean. Is this the world we're living in? Cause it sure don't feel like living. Guaranteed with a little bit of luck, a little more faith and a lot. When I was listening to this, I just thought this is the antidote for all the angst that we have today. 
and mostly just pixie dust if we could just get our hands on some of that <laughs> right um i think i don't remember what year it was i want to say 2014 or it's 13 there was a conference the csl conference in florida at disney world mm -hmm. and it was called love trust and fairy duster love something in fairy dust i can't remember what it was exactly love truth and fairy dust it was something with fairy dust and i wrote that down in my book and i thought that's that's gonna be a song <laughs> and it only took about six years for me to write it <laughs> because I, I wrote it in my book and then it went away and uh i was in uh toronto doing the um the canadian film awards and I got a writing session with Shoba Lee and Rob Wells, who are these prolific writers and producers. And they said, well, do you have any ideas? And so I said, well, I went through my notes and I'm like, what about Love Trust and, and Pixie Dust? I changed it to Pixie. And they were like, oh, that's cool. So we just started writing. And uh, the, the groove that we came up with was the sort of, they asked me, you know, what, what kind of groove do you want? And I'm, I said, oh, I like the Bare Naked Ladies uh, this particular song and and so we listened to that and sort of chose a groove that was similar and all of a sudden it was like lies lying on capitol hill and, it like, <laughs> and it's one of the songs where um there's so many words and they're so quick mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. i really loved it and, and there's usually there's two thoughts in each verse it's it was it's a really neat uh experience to write it because there's the the the, the liars lying and then there's uh, road rage in the same verse and then the next verse is something else and I loved it I, I loved writing that song because the energy of the song was just super fun mm -hmm. and I love the idea of like you know we could do we could what is it we can be we can do much more than survive mm -hmm. you know yeah. which is kind of when we get into that forgetful mode we're just sort of surviving we are not mm -hmm. driving through life and so I, when we started writing, I was like, Ooh, this is so cool to be able to, um, to express these kind of strong views in a fun sounding tune. You know, and listening, um, I'm going to change here for a second and listening to your voice, listening to you sing, listening to you speak, lovely alto timbre to it. Even, even though you have, you've got pretty good range on you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about singing any high note. That might have been a little bit of hyperbole. <laughs> well, but, uh... That's an old, old bio. I've really got to update that. Like, she's collaborated with Moby and Chris Cummings. And I'm like, well, I wrote a song with Nikki Six. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. the latest. And I haven't put that in the bio yet. So right, I got to really right. take care of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I also hear similarities to some other famous female Canadian singers. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could name them. I think I think the one you that you probably get all the time is Katie Lang. I sure do. Uh, you know, so is there something in the water up there you guys are drinking, or or maybe it's yeah, well, something she's else from you're Alberta drinking? as well. Mm. All right, all right. Same province. Um, yeah. Well, I was thirteen or twelve or thirteen when my father introduced me to Katie Lang, and I was like, "What is happening? Like that is that's the voice. That's the voice." And I spent many years trying to sound like her. When I, I used to teach vocal lessons and I'd have somebody come in and say, I just want to sound like Celine Dion. And I, my response to them would always be something around the lines of, okay, let's say Celine Dion is a flute and you are a trombone. 
that trombone's never going to sound like a flute, but you can be the best trombone that ever existed. You have to accept the voice that you have. And uh, so I, I learned that I'm never going to sound like Katie Lang. I, I have some of her flavor, but Katie Lang's always going to have her voice. I'm always going to have my voice. I've got to be the best trombone. And so, um, but I know that there's hints of her because I revered her for most of my teenage years. Yeah, it, it, it shows. And then Not- there's Anne Murray as well. I was yes. uh, I loved her. That was probably my first musical love when I was a kid, her and Karen Carpenter. There mm. you go. Yeah. Has anybody, I mean, it's 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 a little it's a little less obvious, but I occasionally hear a little Alanis Morissette. Oh. No, I've never heard that one, but I like it. Okay. I'll have to I'll have <laughs> to get specific and go. It was that phrase right there, but yeah. I can't do that right now. <laughs> Anyway, getting back to uh, getting back to your perfect and broken album, um, I I think there's there's uh, one we have to do, um, and it's uh, it's brand new day, okay. Which uh, you know the title of course is like the sunniest thing, uh, <laughs> and I'm just yeah. expect- <laughs> and she laughs. Sorry, was that like the most evil giggle yeah. you've ever heard? <laughs> All right, for people who haven't heard it, let's play brand new day, and then we can talk about it. Here we go. Amy Bishop, brand new day. With a little girl ripped in two because of something no grown man should ever do. And so I built a wall Pound by pound Little girl lost Lost girl never found Shed my skin Freeing myself From all the lies That chained me to this hell Shed my skin Freeing myself Hey It's a brand new day
just wow. And you are so brave. That's exactly right. I'm not going to say a whole lot here, Uh, but I am going to say just one thing that sticks with me is that this song is a powerful demonstration of how emotional wounds will fester in the dark, but can be healed in the light. So can you tell us about how this song came to be and how it's been received? Um, yes, I can. I was on a television show, CTV's The Launch. And on that show, I was being mentored by Nikki Six. So it's a, it was a Canadian singing show. And uh, Nikki Six, uh, at my audition, he said, I can't think of anything negative to say. You tell me something that's negatively impacted you. And so I said, my biggest obstacle has been my own belief that my body gets in the way of my success. But it's not a true obstacle anymore because if it were a belief for me, I wouldn't be here. I'd be at home watching this on television saying, well, I'm too fat to do that, but that'd be nice. And so he said, I'd like to hear that story. You should write that song. So I went home uh, after the show and I started to write. And the first line that came out of my head was I was a little girl ripped in two because of something no grown man should ever do. And then I cried. I thought, oh, is this where I'm going? Because <laughs> I hadn't planned on that being, it was just like, I started that, that riff, that dun, 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 dun. And I was, it took me a little while to get past that first line because I, I've never spoken about that in song. I've spoken about that with people and with therapy and, and stuff, but I've never spoken about it in song. And I can't remember hearing a lot of songs that actually address sexual abuse and sexual trauma in a child. And so but I'm gonna write it. I may never ever sing it, but I'm gonna write it. And the next line was, so I built a wall pound by pound, little girl lost, lost girl never found. And it was, that was quite a big statement because that little innocent girl has never been found again. You know, like, I know that sounds dramatic, but I know that she exists Mm -hmm. and she's perfect. But in my experience, you know, once I, once I had that trauma, I, you couldn't undo or, or forget that trauma. And so I, 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 I just kept writing. Um, and the idea of, you know, I'm going to shed this skin. I'm going to free myself from all the lies that chain me here. What a freeing set of words. I'm going to shed these lies that I'm telling myself my whole freaking life. And that's where the brand new day comes in. And uh, it is, you know, brand new day, it sounds all, you know, let's, Tiptoe through the two lips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but honestly, it is a really uplifting song. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, it is. In that bridge, I am a force like gravity. You feel my power and you come running straight to me. That is a powerful statement. That is a very true statement about who I am mm-hmm. and who, who you are when you're listening to the song, if you choose for it to be yours as well. You know? And the first time I performed it, I. Mm, well, I'll continue about the writing. I finished the song and I thought, okay, Nikki, giving me homework. And so I got in touch with him. I said, 
um, I wrote that song you had suggested I write. And so I asked if I could send it to him and he was very gracious. Yeah, send it to me. And a few weeks later, I got a response. Amy, I love this. It's great. What if we do this? What if you do that? And we ended up doing some edits on the song together. Um, we went back about three or four times with these different edits and different ideas of how the song could just be elevated a little bit. And next thing you know, I had finished writing a song with Nikki Six of Motley Crue. <laughs> and so um, with his help, I was able to finish the song. And, uh, and then I decided I was going to perform it. And the first time I sang it, I was terrified. And I looked out in the audience and pe some people are, some people listen to words, some people listen to the music, some people listen to the com combination, but I'm looking out at the audience and some people are bopping their heads and they're just really getting into the song. And there are people crying beside them at the table because I said something that, um, that stirred something within them. And that's, I was like, okay, this song needs to be heard. If I needed to write it, someone needs to hear it. And I've had a lot of wonderful response about that song, even though it does um, start with, like in two lines, I bear my soul. Mm -hmm. I bear my, what, something that I kept hidden for a good portion of my life and everybody gets to know about it. And you know what? So they should. I shouldn't have any, I, I, there's no reason I should keep it a secret. There's no reason I should feel like that's private. It's, uh, I think that um, it's my responsibility to stand up and make it okay for people to have conversations about their trauma. But I think it also gives people hope that they can overcome the past. Yes, I agree. Kudos. Thank you. Yes. You didn't want it. We're going to say much about it, but I sure had a lot. <laughs> well, that's exactly the way it ought to be. Yes. Yes. Well, we're bringing this to a close and um, what we usually like to do is find out uh, what's coming up for you. Do you have any concert dates or, you know, what are you doing? Um, I have and, a bunch of concert dates coming up. Why don't I just send your listeners to my website? Would that be all right? Perfect. Sure. It's yeah. www.amybishopmusic.ca, as in Canada, not com, as in not Canada. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, if you put com, you'll find me anyway, but it's amybishopmusic.ca. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm doing lots of stuff. I'm actually, uh, my partner and I are looking at starting a podcast. So <laughs> this is exciting and fun for me to be on here today. And um, yeah, look for look for me on all the social medias and things like that. There's always something going on on there. I post uh, reels and videos all the time because I, I like being watched. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see my face, but I am hilarious out there in listening land. <laughs> well, and then the final thing we do on our shows, and 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 we're we realize that this this can be a challenging question, um, and. Of all the songs that we haven't played, um, what is your favorite? What is one that you would like to, to have our listeners hear? Oh, uh, there's a song called Painting Pictures, which is the mm. first one that popped into my head, um, which I wrote with a fellow by the name of Troy Kokel. And it's just about how life unfolds maybe differently than you expected, but almost 
always better than you expected. Mm. Nice. Well, let's uh, let's close then with uh, with that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. I can't wait to meet you in person. All yeah, right. that'll be fun. Thank you, Amy. This has been Amy Bishop and uh, Painting Pictures, yes. When I was 18 years old I never thought about tomorrow Every day just another day never looked far down any road I never made any plans Until you took my hand And now I'm painting pictures Of Paris and Rome Making love by the ocean Somewhere in Mexico Like I'm already there You and I on that shore Waiting for the morning sun That's a picture worth painting Not long after our wedding day Found out a baby was on the way It's not the way it was supposed to be We wanted more time, just you and me It wasn't part of the plans But then I held that little man And now I'm painting pictures Handprints on my fridge door Footsteps, scribble marks on the floor. It's like I'm already there, and he's at the window waiting for his mom to come home. That's a picture worth painting. It turns. Nothing like I thought it would be It's not the life I asked for It's so much more Now I'm painting pictures Of you and I growing old Laughter lining our faces And of all our kids coming home Like I'm already there All gathered round the table Waiting For the big, big news Expect a grandchild in June That's a picture worth painting